All right, podcast listeners, welcome to another episode of Storytime with Dave. I'm your host, Dave. <laughs> Filmed in front of a live audience, oh, yeah. as you can tell by the, the claps. We're in a gazebo up the street from my house in a park. It's called Oaks Park. Thanks for having us, Old Japan. <laughs> Give it up for Old Japan. Good job, Old Japan. Way to go. I'm joined by uh, Marcus Gavon, it's everyone. Me. It's me again. Oh, I didn't even. Let's talk about your last name. How do you say it? Marcus Givon, probably. Probably. What does your dad say? He says Gavan, but I think a lot of that's just stemmed from his Hollis Queens upbringing. Like right. it's just everything is really sharp, and he has to get it out. You know, there's no room for seduction in Queens. You know. Yeah. They view it as weakness. Well, the Gavon is softer. It is. That's, it is. That would be, be soft and if you were if you had a Hollywood agent, and you were like, "My name's Marcus Gavan," he'd be like, "No, your name's Marcus Gavan." Exactly. <laughs> he'd be like, no, 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 exactly. no, 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 no. Your name used to be Marcus Gavan. Yeah, it's but not anymore. No. That's why I am like, I don't know if my last name's Namery or Namery, but Namery makes more sense because it's just easier for people to. They'd be like, oh, N-A-M-E-R-Y. Namory. is more marketable, I feel like. You think sounds. so? Dave Namory. I don't know. I don't know. Like a diphthong? I don't even know what it is. I don't care. Diphthong, right? People diphthong. always ask me that. They'll bring me up. That's the thing. I, don't, I, couldn't, I didn't choose any of this. Yeah. I didn't choose any of this. I know. <laughs> they'll bring me up, and then I'll get on stage, and they'll be like, they'll whisper. They'll be like, is it, did I say it right? Greg. I'm my like, name's Greg now. However you said it, that was the right way. One name, Greg. Greg, what's Greg? Yeah. I can't just be Dave, though. That's already taken. I, don't, I think I'd be the first Greg. So. Yeah, you just be Greg. Yeah. <laughs> Skip the Marcus. Do you have a middle name? James. James? That's pretty standard. Now, down to business. Uh, we okay. actually don't know what we're talking about, really. We're going to talk about comedy. Talk about, we're talk about Yes, we are. Yeah. Well, okay. So, so what has been going on with your sets lately? How have you been feeling about it? Personally, oh, on my end, I feel like it's been reliant on charisma and uh, stage presence as opposed to actual punchlines, which is something I've been floating on for at least probably the last 18 months. And it often sometimes hits, and there's always a likability I seem to get over it. But on a personal, you know, critical comic, you know, from that lens, I'm like, come on, dude. It's laziness. <laughs> Manifested. Well, what? How, how much do you write? Hmm? Not enough. That's for damn sure. Not enough, yeah. man. And it comes through. I think we forget that, you know, it, it's reflected in your work. Yeah. You know, the, and, and though it's able to, you know, float the boat, there's a reason why I'm not doing necessarily as much as I could be doing right now. And I've been able to get over just on having networked well initially and being, you know, useful enough when when needed but there's work to be done yeah you're a That's networker though there's work to be you're done. good at that thank you that goes a long way it helps i mean you see these comedians and they're telling that you're like this is like amateur performance mm-hmm. to an extent or they're doing someone else's act but they're just good at talking to people and so they're getting spots they're getting paid spots regularly they're doing feature weekends at clubs yeah 
but they're safe, I guess. And that's the and you know what safety I think is important, especially when you start worrying about those that club level. Mm-hmm. People want some sort of consistency, even if it's not someone who might have this uproarious laughter, this unique perspective. Like well, we know he's gonna be, so we'll get at least a seven out of him performance wise. You know, yeah. maybe six. Six is funny enough for the headliner to come swoop in and do the dirty work as long as we can get 15 minutes of a six level performance as opposed to maybe seven of a nine and then they go off the rails for the last end of their set right. and berate the audience oh, talk, yeah. talk about lesbians and shit and mm-hmm. scare a bunch of people it's like okay that might work for some bar shows you know what I mean impress other comics but here we have a paying audience and a business to run Let's that always a safe option that feels so bad when you have those sets when you do it to ten minute and you do really well for seven minutes and then something happens, and you just you bomb snap. for three minutes. And you're like, what happened? What did I do? And that's the worst. Like, I hate, I mean, I've seen comics do it, and I've done it before too, but whenever I see comics do it, I'm like, don't do that. Because they'll go, they'll say that. You can sometimes see it happening too. Like, yeah. you can see almost like a change in body language. Like, oh no, this is about to become very much about them. And then they go, what did I do, guys? What did I do? And it's probably like, Sometimes that could work, but but it I it doesn't usually work. It's tough to do if you're not already established. Yeah, and people already know that this is what they're getting themselves into mm-hmm. necessarily, and like it's not you're not it, it's it should be avoided. Yeah, <laughs> I actually last night I did something that I was happy about because I said something I was ranting about like how weak men are right now. Like they're just, and I was saying they're like faggots, but they're straight, but they're faggots. Cause I was saying like, they look at their girlfriends to see if it's okay to laugh at a joke because I told the sexist joke. Dude, I knew this would be the year that word came back, man. People oh, it's, it's coming back hard. Nothing. Like I don't, I don't even, come on. <laughs> but people still get a little uncomfortable by it. Yeah. But I said that, I said, I just said something really, I said, um, there are these straight guys who act faggotier than faggots. <laughs> they're, there's more, they're more faggoty than faggots. And the audience tensed up and I, and I said, oh man, did I go too far? And I was about to, to I was about to- Did you get to, Was there any- No, was, I was getting laughs until I said, these straight guys who act faggotier than faggots. And that's when the silence- And then it was silence. Took over. And then I said, oh, no, did I? I said that out loud. I was like, uh-oh, did I go too far? And then I, and then I went, no, you know what? I didn't go far enough. And then I doubled down, and the laughs came back. Did it pay off? Yeah, it was paid it, off. Did it, did it, or did it just they come back, but it wasn't? It wasn't. It, they didn't come back hard, okay. but they came back. And if I had just folded, I feel like, which is what I'll usually do, because I get nervous, and I'll be like, oh, no. Then it's like then it's it's over. Then they 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 beat you, and okay. I I that bothers me when I see comics do it. So then I don't want to do it. It's a rest. It has to be a super funny joke for that work to still fly. I know, it's tough. It's a risk that, to, it's a risk. Yeah, and that's I mean like to 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 what you just said. Like I have been realizing that that I've been writing a lot of these rants about things that bother me. But then I'll bring it on stage and I'm like, I kind of forgot to write a punchline. Or it's not, I don't like f- joke formulas because they bore me, but there needs to be some foundation of a joke behind it. it Is she still to not be. writing? That gets funny, man. 
No, he is. He is. I, a little. A little. He started but to write? I, I, don't, I was trying to tell him. He's like Jay-Z. He just I know. keeps the shit in his head. And I know. Like, He's your boy, Shane Murdo. Well, I was talking to him after we recorded our podcast yesterday, and he was saying that he... I forget what he was saying. He just kind of was saying he wants more material. And I was like, dude, like, you got time. Just write 30 minutes a day. You're going to make a lot of material if you do that. I, a lot of comics will like, well, I shouldn't say a lot of comics. Sometimes I won't write for a whole week, but then on one day I'll write for like three hours. Mm. But if I was just writing every day for 30 minutes, then it would re- achieve the same result in a week. Is that what you think is like an appropriate amount of time? I don't know if there is an appropriate amount of time because like, I was talking to a comedian mm-hmm. the other day mm-hmm. who isn't funny, okay? But he has a lot of opinions. Mm, no. Okay. But we were talking about writing, and he was like, oh, yeah, I write like two or three hours a day. And That's I was so like, okay, sad. it's not working. But good for you. Good stuff. And then I know comics who are funny, as do you, and they don't write. Or they write for like an hour a week. I guess it's just finding your fucking stride, man. I think you just got to keep the funny first, and whatever gets that done, fucking keep doing it. Yeah, but I've also been... Well, this is what I was thinking about last night, that I have these old jokes. You know my jokes. The Jay-Z joke and, like, the cavity search joke. Like, those older ones that that still hold up, and they're they're good. They're, They're fine. But I was like... Last night, I was like, I'm going to rewrite all of these jokes, but more with applying all the things that I learned in the years since. Because I was thinking about, especially that Jay-Z joke last night, I was sitting there and I was like, this joke has been the same for two and a half years, maybe three years. I was like, that's not good. Because, and I was analyzing it and I was like, oh, at this part right here, I can throw in like five tags because it makes a big laugh, but I don't carry it. Mm. Me and Jimmy have talked about it before. It's like, um, it's like hitting a volleyball in the air, and it's like playing keep it up with the laughs. Mm-hmm. So you hit, you get the punchline, and that gets a big laugh, but the tags are gonna pop the ball back up. Dude, I, you know, and then you keep doing that as long as you can. At some point, though, it's almost like I almost feel like fuck the audience. It's like if I know it's funny. <laughs> like if I know it's really funny and truly funny and it's worked before enough times for me to be like if I do a joke like I'm and like I'm not stressed about which well, is probably the reason why clubs don't fuck with me but like I don't try to punch up if I get a good premise and they even kind of make it punchy I'm like content like I'm satiated which is like oh I made a thing and I'm like just like <laughs> proud of that and I just parade around town to the various shows and mics that I do you know but I don't actually try to develop it more which is okay once again admittedly probably part of what i should be doing more yeah but it's like it's like i'm happy with that and i'll just go and find something else and i'll just have that for a year or two yeah and just be content with it until something happens in my life like someone i don't know someone hears it it's like oh this is how you can make it better and then like just kind of like nature just kind of maturates it's on its own and then it's like oh okay so just more of an organic Thing as opposed to me stressing myself out about yeah. making it better and like that time being gone forever but i'm probably wrong you know this might only this we're all wrong word. that's the thing no one knows what they're doing yeah I've, yeah we're just fucking winging this shit yeah some people act like they do some people may even 
Yeah, but it's like usually the people who know or who who think they know, then they end up sounding like everyone else who thinks they know. Yeah. And then they're just doing what they think everyone thinks is comedy. Look, I'm gonna be talking a lot, but I have no clue. All right, I just want to. <laughs> yeah. I have no real clue, but I have a lot of. I think I do sometimes, but I have no idea. Well, it's like a young art form anyway. Is it? No, it's not, dude. It's been around since, okay, modern, okay, no, 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 not even modern, but stand-up comedy in the sense of, like, there's a guy on stage talking, that's since, like, the 50s. Oh, but just entertain, it's just that, it's the jester, it's the clown, it's the, You're right. you know, the, appeasing the kings in mm-hmm. the court, it's all that is, it's but the same energy. It, it's the same energy, but it's like, this is something new. What we do now, especially, and... Like, guys have revolutionized it every 20 years or so. And it was first, it was like Lenny Bruce. But if you ever go back and watch Lenny Bruce doing comedy, you're like, what the fuck is this? I mean, respect to the guy. He deserves respect because he was the one going to jail for comedy. But then you see Richard Pryor and Dan uh, Carlin. They all went and, to jail. And George Carlin. They all, <laughs> they all got arrested a lot. Yeah, and then but then, but then, like, Pryor kind of made comedy what it is now he brought it to where it is now and then you guys guys like Chappelle now who are like let's take it somewhere else it's still like the I don't know the the foundation's the same but I think it's always a step ahead of the times yeah the the really good stand up of whatever time that is is always slightly at the forefront of wherever the culture is headed you know, by sometimes a few decades. Like, prior still, I think, like, I think prior now would have been, this would have been prior's time. Like, you oh, know what exactly. I mean? Well, someone said that about Patrice the other day. Oh I was my talking God, to no, you, like, Patrice he would have a field day right now. Patrice? He, I think he's we what still the need world ten, needs. We need another decade before Patrice was ready. Oh, my God. Dude. Imagine what he'd be doing with this. O'Neal was. That savage, would be the best. Man. But I think. I Ch- wish I knew him so bad. Well, dude. I think, like, Chappelle. Like I think he's kind of sitting around like, what's going on Waiting. with comedy? And then he's like, someone's got to do something. I'll do it. Yeah. You know? I'm excited for this new birth special coming yeah, out. It yeah, seems like he kind of has like I guns of so, blazing dude. too, I man. So. Fucking out in London too. He's like, fuck America. I'm just going to film this over here. Yeah. Where fucking, they don't give a fuck what I say. I think he goes off. Yeah, I hope so. I'm excited. I think it'll be great. I'm excited. Yeah. Love Bill Burr, man. Angry oh. redheads are fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. So, so I kind of been thinking like with the wild shit, comedy wise. I don't know. I was trying to think about this. Like, it's kind of. Uh, I was thinking last night. Like, how can I do the most offensive shit? And still have it come across in a way that people are kind of open to it. And I was thinking last night, like, oh, I should start with, like, Dude, is offending like the, silly jokes. offending the goal, though? Shit, you shouldn't have to offend. No, 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 no. It's, like, it's not. But it's also, like, they, they make me want to go there. Like, I write about, I write about the things that, like, if something's really bugging me or irritating me that's going on, and I see it, and I'm like, this isn't good or I don't like it, or someone should make this point, mm-hmm. then that's what I want to write about. So then I could sit down and write about it for like an hour or two. 
I can't just sit there and be like, what's funny about trees? Or what's funny about gazebos? It's, I'm not like that type of observational. I'm like, look at all these lunatics and how they're, cause that's the thing, people don't have foresight. It's like that, you know that Chappelle joke where he talked about this mass shooters and the drills that they do for mass shooters. Mm -hmm. And he's like, the mass shooters there. Yeah, he's learning he's the same learning, skill. Exactly. So, but that's such a good point. And it just shows that no one's really thinking about it. Everyone just goes, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's do that. And then a comedian is like, you guys didn't even think about this for five minutes. If you just sat and thought about it for five minutes, you'd be like, that makes oh, no that's sense. not a bad, that's not a good idea. Never mind. That's not a good idea. And there's just so many things that you're like, this isn't a good idea, folks. But you all think that. Because like so often, like when you look back on history, you're like, well, everyone thought this thing and then it turned out to be horribly wrong. But everyone thought it. <laughs> like at a certain point, everyone was like, yeah, the sun revolves around the earth. The earth is the center of the universe. Everyone thought that. No, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think there's a lot of people who just didn't care. Like, we think everyone thought that. But I think people were just like, yeah, sure. Like, we tell them fucking whatever. Yeah, it was like, well, that's just what they heard. So yeah. they were like, that must be true. Yeah, but the thing is, they didn't even care if, if it was true or not. Yeah, most people didn't. You're right. <laughs> like, there was a group who was like fixated on it. And like, right. we have to prove that this is what it is yeah. Some people who are like no we have to prove this isn't but i think the vast majority of people were just getting drunk still even yeah. back then like, you're right like, <laughs> but but there were the experts the quote-unquote experts who were like no this is right and then F3 you got like written by the winner yeah everyone else was like i just calm down yeah and then you got like i bet galileo would get shit i bet that there were other astronomers like shut the fuck up galileo you dumb sack of <laughs> so shit smart. you're wrong yeah <laughs> Like, like, look at this guy Galileo. He thinks that the Earth revolves around the sun. This fucking idiot, you know. Like, I bet they all dealt with that shit because they're just the um, the outlier opinion. You keep figuring it out. I'm gonna be over here fucking your wife. Yeah, exactly. Like, go ahead, Galileo. Do your thing. Do your research. Did Galileo even have a wife? Come on, she was probably ugly. I'm sure he had several. Honestly, that's the thing. You think that they didn't, but those guys, they knew what was up. Yeah. All right, so um, so what about now on Sunday you got this next um, West Side Comedy Club show? Is that the second one? Yeah, we got a, we got another one coming, man. It fucking worked. Who's on it? It worked, I think. I don't owe me to this. I mean, but I'm pretty sure Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson is supposed to be coming through. Dropping through. Coming through. That's gonna be dope. Did you hear about his uh, stress factory debacle? I see his name popping up all the time, whether it's with a new mm -hmm. lady friend or he gets upset and shouts at people. I think, like, when I see someone like that, I almost think, did you watch a special? Yeah, man. Galileo had three kids out of wedlock, man. Okay, so, see, so he, he got out, it like that. He okay, was fine. out here. I was <laughs> wondering what you were looking up. <laughs> he was out here. I figured, yeah, he don't yeah. need fucking their wives and telling them this yeah. son is fucked up. No, oh, fuck. Mm -hmm. All right, touche. I'm sorry for ever doubting you. I just thought of something to talk about now. <laughs> you see, with Pete Davidson, right, like, he's super famous. But yeah. how old is he? He's already 25, bro. He's younger than us. Yeah. What, would you want that? Or would you want no. it to, you would want to wait on it dude i don't even know i want i don't okay. i want influence more than fame i want to be the motherfucker like who just knows pete you know what i mean and still gonna be like bro let me do <laughs> let me go for you 
or some shit. Well, if you're going to do that as a performer, then you might have to have both. Like, one might have to come with the other, you know what I mean? It might, it might, but it might not have to. Because you have those comedians that you're like, I never heard of that guy. Or only comics would have heard of them. Yeah. But they have a lot of clout in I the I want to be them. Yeah, okay. I don't want to be them. and then okay. But then, like, but also understand the dynamics of the mechanism that is entertainment. That's why I started to do the act and stuff. That's why I do a lot of production work. I like seeing how these pieces kind of fuse together to create this one kind of, like I said, mechanism. I got it right the first time. Yeah. But... <laughs> But yeah, but then I love slow stand-up because I think it's just such a raw kind of platform for which everything else can grow out of. And it's definitely the toughest one to begin at. All performers really, like, have a high level of respect for good stand-up. You yeah. know what I mean? Because it's tough. It's, it's ridiculous. Well, have you noticed in your acting, because you've been doing some acting now, that they're like, are they ever like, oh, you're a stand-up comedian? Like, That's oh, the that's only good. reason I've been getting... Like, really? I mean, yeah, I mean, really? like, that's been a big thing where people are, like, almost kind of expecting me to have more acting chops based off of having just seen my stand-up and being like just be yourself I'm like though that's an act like that's not even really yeah, yeah, that's yeah. just what i perform like as a show but like just be that guy i'm like okay so i'm completely confused so you don't want me to be the character that you're that i thought i was supposed to be right and then no be you but say these i'm like okay so, so it's kind of like unlearning what i think acting is right are things, now are things like looser than you had anticipated where they were kind of like, yeah, well, the script says that, but, like, it doesn't matter. It depends with the director. And, right, and, right, and the, right. That's the thing. Every, every production is different. Every are there some directors who are like, cut, cut, cut. You said, you said the instead of that. There's You're, some who are super hands-on t- across every aspect of, of what's happening. There are some who don't ever tell you what they want, but they'll be sure as fuck to tell you what they don't want right. when they see it happen, you know. And then there are some who don't say anything at all. And if just and those are like the most interesting people to me, where they're just such a nuance in everything that they do. Because they may just say like a word or two to the AD, the assistant director, who like is then runs around and just does everything on their behalf. And you wouldn't even realize who's in charge really if you didn't like, right. if you weren't paying attention. And this, they all have their different styles, and then, you know, the way they interact with the actors and the way they give instructions to to, to different departments. It's I like being a part of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I run to a bunch of people in stand. I ran to a guy who was a I think the head or had very you know higher up in for UCB you know what I mean who was doing an acting gig for like, I think Verizon or one of these like big time yeah. you know and you get to talk to these people and see kind of like how their careers progress and kind of maturated over the time yeah. they've been in New York City just pursuing this dream and you know it's a lot of people who start one place and end up another and you know and just kind of roll the punches or a better opportunity comes by or something happens and you kind of make it work so yeah, it's fucking, I get geeked about it. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I like that it's kind of like I'm excited about it again. Like I was when I first started doing stand-up. I still love stand-up. And now it's kind of like, ah, oh, fuck. But I still love it. I still mm-hmm. fucking love this shit. I really do. It just more. It just feels like work now. Which yeah. is good. Which is, you know, it's good. But I have to remember that that's not, when it was going good for me, it wasn't because it felt like work. Yeah. So I got to remember that and keep it lighthearted. And then, and fuck comedy, really. But. <laughs> and so... I've heard like well, what what are the like types of acting roles that you've been doing? So is it like are you doing like films or are you doing like commercials and yeah, stuff? I'm, I'm I've like, heard comics get into SAG, which is really exciting. Oh yeah, so we're like so so if you're in the Screen Actors Guild, like screen you're a union guild. member. Yeah. So you get benefits and shit. I think you could. You have to do like a certain number of of gigs a year. Right. But yeah, and then you get like there's a the, the pay is instantly 
way better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think it's like three fifty a day minimum for background roles. Oh, you that's know? great. Yeah, like you're not even. How do you talking. get in the Screen Actors Guild? You have to either land a speaking gig on a union. I believe so. Uh, land a speaking gig on a union project, such as you know a commercial, I guess, or a television or or film gig that's already like, and then pay three thousand dollars. Three thousand. Yeah. Or you have to get like three Taft Hartleys, which are these vouchers that they give, I guess, for certain like union gigs. Like they can hire a certain number of non-union members, but they have to give them like this voucher. Joey Rosenberg was explaining that to me. Mm-hmm. And you get three of those, and then you pay three thousand right. dollars. Either way, they're getting three thousand dollars. Yeah, they want that money. They're getting that bread, and yeah. then you're into the guild. But, but everything. I guess it pays for itself. If, if you if you're diligent, it does absolutely. Because three fifty a day, that's probably like double. That's for a background. You guys get speaking roles. I think that's speaking roles start at like 720 like you have you say one word i think you make like either seven it's either seven or nine like minimum that's pretty great minimum even if you're a nobody and plus once you're i mean there's not a lot of members no in screen actors Guild, right? no like, i mean relative to no there's like a few thousand i don't know the numbers but yeah, I whatever know but if, not that if many. If you're so, in, you're getting but work. But there's more work. Yeah. You're getting work. So that's like the first people like they go to. There's four black guys in it. So right, it's okay. like, I'm, if I'm oh, in. Perfect, no, perfect. they got. Yeah. I'm out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, well, okay. So you have a TV spot on Laughs or whatever, on Fox, that's right? A, they had to make sure I was like non-union for that. Like they had to, like if you were in SAG already, like. They weren't. They couldn't pick you up because then they had to go like through this whole other kind of network, right? To like get you in. How'd you get on that? That was. You were eight months in, right? I think yeah, you said that I was before. A baby man. Yeah. I fucking just sent the tape. I saw like a posting on like a Facebook group, and this guy Vince is this. I hope he's still doing comedy. He's a really, really good guy. But he's a comedian who's in a wheelchair out in SD. Vince, Vincent, and he just like posting the group like just letting everybody know. Shoot your shot. I shot my shot, and I shit hit. So when that happened, were you like, "Oh wow, I'm gonna be famous like next year"? I had no idea what was gonna happen. What, I didn't. What did you think like after it happened? I, I like, how were you it, feeling about it? It. I never expected it to happen, and then when it did, it was like, "Oh, I guess shit just this is just kind of what life is now." You know? Were you nervous for it? Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course, right? Fuck yeah, man. Fuck yeah. And how much time was it? Ten minutes? I did... I did eight. They didn't even like me. Like, I could've... The thing is, like, whatever I gave them, they were gonna take. Right. And chop it up how they wanted. Mm-hmm. But it ended up being really cool where they made me, like, the fucking... Like, I was, like, the poster boy for the episode. Like, it was my face on the fucking, like, Hulu episode. And then, like, I had, like, the largest chunk of time. And they chose a real... It looked good. It was like the nicest quality video I ever had. Up yeah. To, up to that point, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. It, it's nice to have in the vault now. But like, I'm like, I gotta, like, I need to do something equally dope. I feel, or doper in like the next twelve months. Yeah. Was, it was like it wasn't worth it. But if I if I can pull off something like equally dope, not even in stand up per se. Like if I just do like, like I have a couple. I like a film right now in post production. It's kind of fucking dope. I don't want to talk about it too much, but it's fucking, it could be hilarious, and my character is death. I'm like the Grim Reaper, but I'm like confined to, like I'm in a wheelchair the whole movie. I saw a clip. Didn't yeah. you post something? Yeah. It, that looked good. I like, it looked it. like you were doing a good job. <laughs> I was like, oh, Mark is a pretty good actor. We're still filming some voice 
like some like voiceover inserts here Where are you like a, you're like a main i'm the yeah lead there's like three lead characters and it was so crazy because yeah, the other was me just and they pretty much booked me off for like just my stand-up because at that point i didn't even have any it was the first audition i ever went to and when, I did, got when it. was this film this was we filmed it for like it's like a week up in san francisco in january Okay. This year, right? We felt it, and like the other two leads is with this girl who's ama- amazing from Juilliard, and this guy who's another amazing actor who went to Juilliard and then dropped out right. to go to Harvard. Did you feel like um, I was like? I, did you feel like like having uh, imposter syndrome bro, or whatever? I was so. Like, I've never felt like more insecure about my intelligence than being around a bunch of Stanford University students filming this production with these Juilliard trained actors and my dumb ass yeah. just drunk often on set. I was not behaving well like for like two days because I didn't have a whole bunch of line. It was just me in this wheelchair and a suit. So I was just making it fun for myself. Right. But it was it worked. It worked because they thought I was more natural. It was weird. I always perform more naturally when I'm intoxicated. It's a very bad. But sometimes interesting situation <laughs> I found myself in. But whatever, dude. Whatever. We'll see. But yeah, I got that coming out when that comes out. I have a couple other projects. When I'm is like it coming out? On. Is it like an independent be. film kind of thing? or? Yeah, they probably apply for like a bunch of festivals and shit too. So we'll see. You know what I mean? And it, by itself, like, it, you know, you usually want a reel. Like, it's such so loaded with a bunch of, like, good snippets that I'll be able to utilize for, like, compiling a reel, which will then kind of help you get a bunch more work yeah. within the acting community. So it's like a resume. And then from there, hopefully, you know, the acting chick fuels the stand-up and the stand-up then can maybe go back and help the acting and then it mm-hmm. just kind of becomes a thing where I can just kind of be there and then <coughs> who fuck knows and maybe one day move out. <laughs> Someday. Know, maybe. Or buy the house and then kick my parents up. <laughs> <laughs> I got the house, motherfuckers. Yeah. Like, Jesse, like Jesse Pinkman and Breaking Bad. Right. <laughs> just buy it in cash. <laughs> Like, well, we got an offer in cash. We got to take it. And then you show up like, all right, get out of my house, bitches. <laughs> what would you rather do if you had to pick acting or comedy? Can you make that decision? If you had to pick one. I guess it doesn't really matter. Oh, well, it depends on where the pay. Yeah, I think, what, what, I mean, what, what are they paying? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, stand-up, dude. Stand-up's so dope. It's Everyone so dope. does both. You don't have to choose, I guess. It's kind of a dumb question. I'm happy I started in stand- I'm happy I've, when I look at the landscape and when you see a lot of people who go from acting into stand-up, they're usually just not as funny. People who go from stand-up into acting. Now, granted, yeah. stand-ups aren't all, often like the best actors, but they're usually way better at that than people who are acting. Like they transition something. better. Yeah. Like a, a comedian going into acting is going to start off probably better than an actor going into comedy. Just like you see like a lot of musicians who like end up doing stand up. Like they have this natural like stage presence to them already. Yeah. That translates well. It translates well. And I have seen that a lot of times and I I, I dig that. Um it's the same thing kind of for a stand up going into acting, but it doesn't really happen so much for actors. No, going it's, the other so way. it's probably also the their approach because usually their approach is they're like, Well I'm not getting a lot of acting gigs, so I guess I'll try stand up. Yeah, it's not like with us. It was like, oh, I wanted to do stand up. Yeah, yeah. You know, we wanted to do it for a long time. I imagine you wanted to do it for a long time Forever. before you started. Forever. Right? Forever. Yeah, I wanted to do it since I was like sixteen, and then I started. I wish I started I earlier. That's my biggest thing. If you're listening to this and you haven't, and you're considering, just fucking start. Yeah. Like the Chappelle said, the NFL to start, don't stop. Yeah. That's 
That's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. And that kid that was asking probably, it's funny because sometimes when people ask those questions, they want, they want a certain answer and then they get the answer that they don't want to hear. Because the comedian is just like, that's what you always hear on these podcasts when the comedian is just like, you got to write and perform. Just write and get on stage. That's what you do. As much as you can. And they're like, no, there's got to be a different way. And they're like, no, there's not a different like, way. No, you just do it. Yeah. And then if you're not built for it, you'll find out. Yeah. It's tough. It sucks sometimes. Well, how old were you when you started? I mean, it was four years now. I'm 27, so 23. Yeah. Well, that's that's fine. You know? I feel like... I wouldn't even say there's a time where it's too late. I mean, some of these guys start when they're like 43, and it's like, all right, man, well, it's going to take you a while, probably. You're probably not going to be till you're in your 50s that you're having some success with this, but it's fine. And then you'll have a refined perspective just from your life. But it seems like you got to be a phenom to start any younger than like 20 and, and have success because you're just not going to be relatable. You're going to be like, because even when I first started, I was in college. And I was like, you're not going to believe what this professor said to me. And people are like, I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Most audiences you're talking to are like, what, what are you talk- why are you telling me about why your professor? Why do we care? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> why do we care about what's going on at Montclair State University? Like, it means nothing. So, I do feel like there's such thing as starting too early for some people. I think we, we started good times, 21, 23, solid. Because think about it, like, by the time we're 10 years in, which is where a lot of comics say, but it's not just comics, it's like musicians say this too. I'm sure actors say it too. It's like 10 years, something clicks. 10,000 hours. Yeah, it doesn't have to be 10 years either. It could be seven years or it could be 12 years. I want to be five. Next year, I want to be walking around with my dick out like, fuck everybody. Well, then if you want, (laughs) if it's five, you're 28. You're 28 when you're killing it. And that's what I'm thinking. If like, I get it by 30, I'd be happy, dude. Exactly. Girl, girl, but 30. You're, you're more likely than most people to start, like, to get it by the time you're 30 because you'd be seven years in. Thank you'd you. be seven years in at that point. That's a while. I want, I want to do hood rat shit with my friends. You just want to do hood, <laughs> hood, hood rat shit with your friends. They definitely didn't really hear that because you did the quiet voice thing. I Marcus just does like, this thing where he, it's not a whisper. It's like he's speaking. It's a psychological thing. I think <laughs> Why like, do you do that? I think when I was a boy, my dad would just tell me I was wrong all the time. <laughs> and so, like, I just got into this That's mode what it sounds like. It and sounds like you just got yelled at by your dad. Yeah. And you're like, well, For me being reprimanded by anyway. <laughs> a stern father. Yeah. And now I just mumble when I think things. Yeah. Thanks again, dad. Nah, I'm just kidding. Well, I, I like to blame my parents for things, you know? Any of my shortcomings. <laughs> right. If I can find a way to blame my parents for it, that's good for me. So I'm happy about it. Also, come to our show tomorrow at the Eagle Saloon. Oh, yeah. I don't even think this is going to be released by tomorrow. All right. It well, might be. It might be. Well, if it's not, you better have been there. Yeah, or we're going to be mad at you. It's at Eagle Saloon on September 5th. Eagle Saloon. But the next one's October... October 3rd, maybe? I feel it's like the it first is. Thursday of October, so go to that one then. Because it's still going to be going on. You got Andre Kim headlining. Oh, Andre Kim. I can't wait to see him, dude. He's probably gotten so much better from the last time we saw him. In the la- well, I don't know. When, when's the last time you saw him? I hang out with him. but we No, I saw him at, I saw him at Levity. And he's funny as yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah. I haven't yeah. seen him since I was with you the last time I saw him. And I think that was at Eagle Saloon. No, Slim. not Levity. Uh, laugh it up. I saw him at Laugh It Up. It was either Speakeasy or, or Eagle Saloon, but I haven't seen him in a year probably. And yeah. he's been, he's uh, been killing it. Yeah, he stays busy. 
Yeah. Boy keeps working. Dude. <laughs> he don't play, man. It's cool to watch him progress, man. He's definitely on something. Well, same with Charles, too. Yeah. Chuck is dope, man. Yeah. Oh, Chuck is so dope. <laughs> he invited me up to Pittsburgh with him. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's cool. It's fucking... That's also another cool they, part. Because they found... They found... Well, comics found them. Because mm-hmm. Godfrey found Andre. Preacher found Chuck. I don't know if I can call him Chuck, but I'm calling him... What's it's up, Chuck? Chuck? Calling you Chuck. But Chuck. that seems like... And then it's with Josh. DePaulo found him. That seems like a... That is like a, a big time blessing for a young comic is to get an OG to be like, hey, you're funny, man. You want to open for me? You want to be my what, opener? That's that's so that's so that's what makes me so angry though. If the black comics never choose other black comics, where they want white? Yeah, they, yeah. Like preacher got fucking Chuck. Like fucking Godfrey got Andre. Yeah. Nigga, what help Marcus? Never. They always go for fucking some other diversity that's but that's just new york too like black people don't help other black people out here like they do like out west or in the south it's well that means weird. a white person is gonna help you hmm? probably yeah you know yeah yeah and they do and they do i owe a lot of my success in new york to white to the whites i, I have to give that to you all you well all i'm not no, not you i'm not white i know okay marcus I'm, you are totally first off you are i'm not white you are that's You're ridiculous. A white Jew. That's, that's ridiculous it's ridiculous. <laughs> the most absurd thing you've ever said in your life I'm the farthest thing from white, okay? No, because you you no you, you profit from your paleness. You think therefore, that they can hear you right now? He just bent over. He's tying his shoe for some I'm reason. I'm putting my laces in because okay. I was okay. They've distracted me. But I'm I'm, I'm highly not white. In that way, we're similar, you and I. You know? No, you're not gonna look. <laughs> How is, not how, me to believe that. Hey, how's being black, by the way? Let's talk about that. It's I, how's that been working out for you? Ugh. A lot of work, man. I do it. I do it. Yeah. Much of a You're choice. not retiring anytime soon? No, I'm in the game, man. I'm yeah. in the game. Sometimes I have to remind the black community I'm I'm on their side. Mm-hmm. They don't understand me because I'm Well, why don't you just say woods. fuck them and abandon them and go with the whites? That's what I'm doing. <sighs> I'm telling you. That's where the money's at. That is. Mm-hmm. And it is. But I think, I, I think that I would be doing a disservice. No, they're like the mafia, dude. Both of our communities are like the mafia. They expect loyalty. I give them no loyalty. <laughs> yeah, like I was never like a black excellence. I was never one of those people, but I was always like, when I start hanging out with white people, I'm like, all right, I am the only black person here. This is something off about this because I'm not necessarily the best of black. Like I'm, I'm okay. I'm a good guy, you know, but I know better black people you just don't hang out with because they have a, I don't know, more hood disposition to him i don't know right but, you know i'm like i always feel like a sense of guilt in those scenarios do you ever feel like white people that you know try to act cooler around you because you're black i think more when i was younger less so now i think there's almost like a via mask coming off for a lot of my friends in their like mid to late 20s who may start to excel more financially which i do believe is partially in part due to just the way that our culture is structured and if you're white dude you're gonna end up usually being okay if you work you know and and you are nice enough you know or it's a little bit harder especially out here like i said to kind of get that same kind of level of success or get started for a lot of african-americans but they kind of get this air like oh they deserved or they work harder to get to this position i'm like no like you're like 
society is structured for this to be easier for you to kind of excel, like climb up this ladder. Like, don't think you're just better than these group of people or these dudes that you've known your whole life, you know what I mean, who you know work just as hard, if not harder, just as right, talented, right. but just don't seem to have these opportunities that always kind of work out for them, you know what I mean, whereas you just kind of keep getting these breaks, but I think it's kind of more than that, you know, um, on a deeper level. But who am I to, who am I to you know, say all that? I, but any of my problems, I've mostly done from all myself. So I, I can't, even though like I'm saying this, like I can't attribute that to my personal yeah. circumstances. Like I'm aware of another big, no, I, I shoot myself in the foot, but Well, that it's seems not like everybody. the better way to look at it anyway, even if you're wrong. Yeah. It's like, well, it's with, with comedy. Like, even if it was a bad crowd, you might as well just blame yourself. Like if you bomb mm-hmm. and the crowd <laughs> sucked, you might as well just be like, no, I did something wrong. Because even if you're wrong, you're going to make yourself better. Yeah, never a bad crowd, only bad choices. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. They yeah. never blame the crowd, even if it is the crowd. Yeah. I think. You know. And I, I've seen plenty of comics turn around about bad crowd. Like, you can make a bad crowd a pretty good crowd. It's possible. Yeah, and it's that's harder at open mics, but even still, that's it's possible. That's the point. That's yeah. the point. That's what it's supposed to be hard. You gotta, if you want. <coughs> I guess. But I feel like I use my Judaism, like, I abuse it. <laughs> because... Because there's a backlash against the whites now, so you got to use your blackness to your that's advantage. That's what another comic told. That's what another comic told me. I forget he was a. He's supposed to do my. I forget his name, man. But he was like, no, you have to use their white guilt against yeah, them. And yeah, he was like yeah. really adamant about shaming the whites. I'm like, dude, we do we have to? Like, yes. He's like, that's where the joke is. I'm like, all right, man. Well, you don't even. You could. You could shame the whites. That's an angle. But I feel like a lot of black people do that. But you can also, you just have more freedom and you have more leeway. Like, let's take that joke. You know that your joke, I won't say the joke, but you know the joke where you're like talking about cheating and how you cheat? Or you're, you're kind of like, how do people not cheat? That's kind of like the premise. But it's the kind of premise that people will be like, oh, he's a jerk. But then I feel like because you're black, people are like, well, maybe not even. Because you also have like a demeanor on stage. I feel like we, we have this to a degree in common where we're kind of like, we'll be like, oh, come on. Like, I'm just messing. <laughs> I'm just messing around, you know. It's like it's, it's not that jokes. serious. Yeah. But then also, like, I feel I don't know. It it has a lot to that do with worse. people's. It has a lot to do with people's looks. Some people look like angry. Likeability matters up there, dude. Yeah. It matters. You're able to get away with more depending on how tolerant the audience is. That's what I'm saying, though. We can get away with more. Yeah. So we should. So we should it's take. Our I duty. think. I think, and I. I agree there. It's our duty. I agree there. Yeah. <laughs> we have freedom. That we can. We should. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you get back at the whites. I'm telling you. Maybe. The woke whites. That's who I like to go after. But Isn't you can really go after any whites. There's plenty. I just don't talk to them anymore. I used to try to be inclusive and thought that they had my best interests and I'm like they don't give a fuck so now y'all don't get me unless you're paying but that's the thing no one really gives coming a fuck. for me no one really gives a fuck people give a fuck certain people do that's not true certain people do certain man. people do fine fucks are fine given. fine whatever. fucks are given yeah few far between but they are given but I feel like it's a non it's not a particularly racial or religious thing where you find those people like some people only care until you can't do anything for them anymore and then they're like, whatever, forget you. Yeah, no, that's a lot. That's a lot of that, particularly in, in the industry, these industry, entertainment industries. Yeah. People are just in it. Yeah. For what they can get, you know? 
And I'm care. I'm gonna have to go I'm gonna have to go to war with the Jews. And I've said <laughs> it before. But they're gonna box me out. See, that's the thing, people. And Louis talked about this. When all shit goes wrong, you know who's in your corner at the end of the day? It's the blacks. It's blacks, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I feel like the blacks will hold me down. Even then, we'll, you, we will bring you in. Yeah. Despite the various things I have heard you, <laughs> things I've heard you say about our people and have kept mental note of. You know what? Even then. Like, I, yes, I we went through you. a phase for a few months where I was. I was going at the blacks. I was like, you know what? It's Hard. time. Yeah. Don't and you punch know down. What? Don't I push don't, down. I don't regret it. I don't regret a thing that I said. But I kind of, I had my fun and it bores me. And now I'm like, I want to go after the real monsters who are the Jews and the whites. But no, not the whites because like I said, they have, they have to, that's my market. So if someone's got to take down the, the Jews, I'd like it to be a Jew. That's my philosophy. So I'll do it. I'll do the hard work that no one wants to do. I don't do. know, man. Luke Rothschild got that funny ass. He hurt his bit. He did a bit at Ryan Up Kid. It's funny as hell to me, man. I think Luke's so funny. He's man. hilarious. I've dude. learned things from him. Me. <laughs> That's what I love. He came the other night. He said, Jewish women don't believe in sin. And I have never laughed that hard at an open mic <laughs> in my life. Just the way he delivered it. Yeah. His girlfriend was Jewish. And he said like that that was the reason why he doesn't think it's gonna work out because i'm not gonna tell all his joke but yeah. that kid is fucking hilarious yeah and it's gonna take down the jews <laughs> a raw child i'll do it first I'm, I'm further along than he is you know just get me past it the seller people need to hear this the I people want, dude i want i was dating this british jew jewish girl for a little bit it was really cool i like jewish i think you guys i think jewish women are great Jewish women, um, uh, they're okay. I think the communicative abilities, they very much know how to articulate what they're feeling, that's I true. think, for the most part. Is that, can I, is that something that you found as well? Like, I'm not... Yeah, that's true, but there's two different types of Jews. There's, like, Sephardic Jews, I think they're called. Mm -hmm. Those are, like, Middle Eastern Jews. And then there's, like, the Eastern European Jews, like Ashkenazi Jews. Okay. And these two types of Jews are pretty different. There's certain distinctions that make one different than the other. And they've both got their negatives. You know, that's what I would say. But they're they're fine. Like, I don't actually have anything against the Jews. But I think it's funny if I do. And I think it's a funny angle to be the Jew who's going who's gonna to take down the Jews. And plus, there's all the... Then that's extreme freedom. Like, I'm saying, like, if you made jokes about black people, you'd be allowed to. I'll hang out. It's like, it's like Shane making jokes about the Navy. I'll hang out with black Navy. people who don't hang around a lot of black people. Like, all the black people I hang out with, like, are the the black person. Oh, and so, so when you guys are together, you're like... Yeah, we're all together. We're like, fuck, how... Who's in charge? Who's <laughs> 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 in charge? <laughs> That's good. <laughs> but I don't know, like, just consider it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> just consider it. I'll start writing Jew jokes then. Oh, well, you totally go after the Jews. I want to learn. I want to learn how to speak Hebrew. I wish I had the, the ability. <laughs> it's kind of a gross language. There's a lot of <sighs> money in it, though. There probably is. But it's the same. I mean, it's like Arab. I don't, Arabic. I don't like that language either. If I was going to learn another language, I'd learn, like, French or something like that. Or Spanish. 
or Chinese. Mandarin. <laughs> Japanese. They speak with the chest. They're like, huh! You know? So that's good. Okay, any other comedy thoughts? No, no, man. I think we did. We did. We, something happened here. It was like therapeutic. Was therapeutic pot. We're at 47 minutes. About 47. Maybe one last thought. One last thought. Was it funny? I feel like we didn't know we weren't really funny this time. It was just us. It wasn't as funny as with Jimmy. Maybe Jimmy's the X Factor. That, that, it couldn't be. Maybe dude. we do need a white. Maybe we need a black, a Jew, and a white. Maybe that's, that's the, the formula. Combination. Yeah, that is a really good formula. That's the combination. Yeah. And no women. No, come on. You know, because. <laughs> not what a, funny. What about the how sexist are you? Scale sex- of 0 dude, to not, 10. I'm not really. I don't think, I don't think I'm sexist. I don't really think I'm sexist. I'm openly sexist. I say this like every three episodes or so. I don't think so. I don't not horribly sexist, but like a five out of ten. I don't like liars. I find a lot of women just don't care about lying. Oh, and they'll just say things like, Oh yeah, they're very agreeable. Yeah, I, yeah, you know what I mean? But that and I consider that sometimes a lie. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've lied. I've, I've been I've been practicing my lying actually. Yeah. And I'm not. I'm still not getting. That's what I thought acting was. And they're like, no, just be yourself. Like what? This was a lie. <laughs> Everything I'm doing here is supposed to be a lie. What do you mean, be myself? Not good at it. But. Well, what about? Do you think women are funny? I think funny women are funny. Oh, that's a great answer. <laughs> Everyone who just heard that, you now have your new answer for when someone asks you that question. Because that's the best possible answer. And that's funny. my new answer. Yeah. If anyone ever asks me that, I'm going to say, that's I think there. funny women are note. funny. That was a high note, right? Yeah, okay. Then let's, <laughs> we'll call it. You have words of wisdom from Marcus. Thank you. Funny women are funny. funny women no are one's going to dispute funny. that. Thanks for listening, everyone. We love you. Another Peace. episode. See you next time. In the books.